welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. If you have not been on here before, I'm going to say hi to everyone in a second. Maybe you can say hi in the comment section. Um, I am just thinking that uh, if you've not been on here before, if you're new to the channel, if you've never caught a live feed before, my name is CJ Reynolds. I run this YouTube channel called Real Rap with Reynolds. And I run this live feed because I remember what it was like when you were about to start your first year of teaching and when you were about to start your Monday or you're teaching summer school or you're tutoring or whatever and you're freaking out and you don't know what to do. Uh, we started this thing on Friday, on Sunday nights to just like answer questions. To me, not so secret wife over here is fielding all of the questions. And um, I was eating something before I went live, which is why I'm messing with my teeth. Anyway, uh, I am trying to to try and help with some of that stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit scatterbrained at the moment. And then all these great people on the side, everyone from, you know, Chris to Piano Boy to the Mrs. CJ. Is my saying that right? The Mrs. CJ. It always looks like that. And then I always think like, ah, it's kind of weird because the same name is me. Um, Tracy Pintler, Caitlin, everyone on here is like here to help you out as well. So, you know, you'll see a lot of dialogue going on in the comment section because not everyone just comes to listen to my voice every Sunday night. They're coming to see people that they've met to, uh, you know, connect with people that, they, that they're that they connecting with from week to week. And that's kind of awesome also. Look, on the front end, I want to tell you that if your answer, if your question doesn't get answered tonight, there is a Facebook group that is closed but free. Um, Real Rap with Runners Teacher Talk Facebook is free. Most of these people that are on here are, are part of that as well. It's a free resource. Um, and then also we have paid mentorships that we do also where you just contact me. We set up a mentorship that's one-on-one. -on -one, or you can just have them come speak at your school. And that would be fun also. Um, so look, I have two things I want to talk about, but I'm going to give everyone a minute to kind of get in here and then we'll uh, we'll jump in the questions and I want to sort of like talk about some stuff that's going on. Um, but first I want to explain, uh, look, somebody sent me a DM last week that said, because uh, we weren't on the live feed last week. I don't remember if we were on the live feed the week before either. Oh, we were, because that's when we were with Matera. But last week um, on Sunday morning, uh, I got a call at 7.30 in the morning that my father-in-law had had a heart attack in the middle of the night and had died. And so that was, so last, so since last Sunday, it has been like the whirlwind effect of you've ever lost someone in your life, like of, of dealing with all that stuff from like telling our children to my wife kind of going through that to trying to help her family drama that comes up because of that. Like, you know, and all, all the little things you didn't think you were going to have to think about this week that you're, oh, excuse me, that was disgusting, um, that you are, I think that was maybe added a bit of comic relief to the moment because I can't believe I just did that. It's because I'm trying to eat this damn protein bar and it's difficult. Uh, so anyway, one, I want to just say really seriously, like to all the people that sent messages, that sent emails, that sent DMs just kind of wishing us well, seeing what was going on. I really appreciate it. And then somebody sent a DM that we, uh, that I, from someone I didn't recognize a name from, but they said, you know, we watch this stuff all the time and we start to get like, we feel like we know you. And so we just care about what's going on. And I know that I feel the same way about a lot of people I communicate with just virtually. Like I don't know you like in real life. We've never met. I've never like shook your hand, but folks I communicate with like on a consistent basis or rarely or like fairly consistent basis that I feel the same way. And it is like a real 
pleasure to get that much feedback when you're going through something it feels really nice so i just wanted to explain that to everyone that that's what's been going on um but now we're like back on track ish like working and getting stuff done and being back to family and stuff and and so thank you for all that what are you laughing at over here i'm not trying to have a serious I moment know, but then and i'm birthing you burped and then unicorns rock said better than tooting and it just really sent me into a little thing <laughs> It was weird. Look, I, I try and eat these. I appreciate the laughs, though, even. You know, it's been a week, man. It has been a, a tough week. It's been a tough one, so. Yeah. Thanks. It's, uh, so this isn't a sponsored ad, but I try, I eat these <laughs> protein bars. If anyone's ever eaten these, you can't do anything after you start. I don't know why I thought I could just chow one of those down real quick, man. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't it's even compare it to anything else. Um, and then I have, uh. To, let me should I say this one other thing that I'm gonna do the video about tonight? Going up to my school to shoot a video tonight because I have a really, really fun announcement to to bring to everyone tomorrow. I'm gonna put the video out. I don't want to announce it here because I want to give it its proper due, like make a video and stuff. That'll get launched tomorrow. That'll be my video for tomorrow. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of like share this with everyone, what's going on, all that stuff. So, um, uh, I don't want to like leave you a cliffhanger, but you know, tune in tomorrow and find out what's going on. Um, let's jump into the questions and yeah, I forget what else I have to even, there's so much stuff to talk, so That's much it. stuff yeah, going on. Answer questions. No, there's the other thing too. Just answer questions. Okay. Um, Helena Lee is asking, hi, from... The Four Corners. Oh, nice. I've been to Arizona and I've been to, I've been to all the Four Corners states, but never to actual Four Corners. Uh, but it's been a while. My question is, what do you do with bully teachers? We call her queen and it's exhausting. First of all, the fact that you call someone queen because they're a bully is awesome. I, you know, look, there's a million things you could do with this. And, and I think it really comes down to really knowing your situation. So take what I say with a grain of salt, because like, I'm not there. I don't know her. I don't know the situation. I don't know how she's perceived by other people. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of bully teachers I've dealt with before. One of the things I do is I don't give them more time or energy than they're allowed to have. So if I am in a meeting, if I'm at dinner, if I'm getting a drink, if someone goes out to coffee with me, like I don't talk about that person more than they're allowed. So even my wife and I, in our life, people exist that have been disappointing, that have been heartbreaking, that have like um, sort of like like ruined friendships or, or whatever. I do not, and not, I'm not saying this is like the, I'm the head of the household and this is what I do, but like I don't let that stuff uh, take up more time of the conversation than it's allowed. So like if I want to remark on something, if there's been a new progression and in, in some kind of heartbreaking like sort of turn of events with friends or family they only get so much time because what that does is they end up like sort of I think this was a meme on, on Instagram they end up like renting space in your head and then they have more time than, than they are due right so what I try to do to counteract that is two things one find something to be thankful for so if they are a bully teacher there is some teacher some student something that they have helped and although they're probably patting themselves on the back a lot anyway, you know, get, just in your mind, kind of like send them that love, right? And, and that helps because what it does is helps shift 
your, your thought process of like just always sort of damning them, even though they might deserve to get damned, you're, you're, you're constantly doing that. I think the other thing I would do is <clears throat> surround myself with good people as much as possible and know that they are under the same agreement of like, all right, I want to note this about this person. They did something today that pissed me off. We can talk about it. We can process it. But it's not allowed to take up more time and space than all the other things that we have to do, all the good stuff that's going on. And I think that's like the two best pieces of advice because look, at the bottom of the, at the end of the day, the bottom of the day, um, you can't do anything to change that, right? But you can sort of like, uh, I used to really love reading this guy, Wayne Dyer. And Wayne Dyer used to say, look, if you think of it as someone's trying to give you a gift, maybe that gift is happiness, maybe it's sadness, maybe it's depression, maybe it's they're pissed off and they're trying to share it with you. But if you don't take the gift, who then does the gift belong to? Right. So it still belongs to them. So they get to keep all their shit and you just like keep moving on and like going about your day. And I think that is kind of the best case scenario. And, and I, I, I hope that answers your question. Um, and if it doesn't, uh, you can write it a follow up or you can email me and I can try and help you that way. But um, those are the first couple of things that come to my mind. Um, oh, man. And Alicia Green. Did I say that right? That's an awesome name. It's very long complex looking. Good job. Um, and green, that's my mom's maiden name. Anyway, before mine gets lost, did you substitute? I apologize if your question gets lost sometimes. Um, did you substitute teach before? And what do you want from a sub? I subbed once and I hated it. This is the reason I never make uh, what's a, what I like advice for substitute teacher video. Like I've gotten that email and that request a lot, but I don't, I never subbed. So like I did it once and I didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it was not the school, not the students, not any of that stuff. It was me and my sense of like, same reason I don't like being a passenger in a car, like the control of being in charge of the car. And so when I'm in a classroom, I want it to be my classroom. I want it to be my students. I want to know that like putting time and effort into relationships is actually going to pay off. I do not have a personality. I think that like like I don't just like win kids over in a, in a heartbeat. Now in the beginning of the year, I can do that, but I can't walk into someone else's mess and just like rock it. It's just not how I work. Um, it, it's, it's a longer process than that. So I, I haven't, but what I want from a sub is I want from a sub to just keep things cool. I want to come back the next day. You handed out the work, you collected the work. Now, look, what the kids do in between is up to them. You can't, like, necessarily manage that all the time unless you do have that kind of power to, like, like win children over immediately or get them to follow your every direction. But, like, if you can't, I'm not really concerned about that. Show up, make sure no one sets anything on fire, hand out the work, and the students are responsible for themselves. I do not hold the sub accountable ever for what happens or doesn't happen in my class. So long as the kids get what they need to get, and they know that what the expectation is, then it's on them. And I tell them that the next day, they'll say like, well, she didn't give us the paper or she didn't tell us it was due. Bro, no, I made sure those two things were abundantly clear. I even made a slide and it went on the board and she showed did the slide and it was on there. If you chose not to do it, it's up to you. So that's all I could uh, kind of ever hope for. And make sure none of my stuff breaks because I really like my room. So just make sure kids stay in a seat and that's it. And not on desk in a seat, like your cheeks got to be touching the seat. Maybe don't say that. I say that to kids, but I'm weird. Um, Piano Boy is asking, Reynolds, what is your favorite ice cream flavor and how's it relate to your personality? I'm going to say 
it's mint chocolate chip. It used to be green mint chocolate chip, but I think I'm okay now with, with white mint chocolate chip also. And how's that relate to my personality? I don't know. I think, you know, one of the metaphors I use a lot in education is that so I think we make school for vanilla children. And I think that those classes for vanilla children do not lend themselves to the rocky road and, and mint chocolate chip variety of kids out there. And so I like to try and find my own crew and I find all the mint chocolate chip kids. So that's all I have. I'm not green. Well, I mean, my mom's main name is green. I mean, it's all tying together. I really like making metaphors and I think I could do them for too long. Um, <clears throat> A follower's fight, first of all, it's a very interesting, I'm trying to figure out what your picture is, because it's a very interesting name. I feel like you go a lot of different ways. It sounds like a good, like, band name. Good evening, the follower's flight from <laughs> New Zealand. Like, who's that guy that just came out of the book? Oh, oh, um, Hamish. Hamish Brewer? Hamish Brewer just came out with a book called Relentless, and it looks pretty good. I watch his TED Talk, and he talks like this all the time. He's from New Zealand. Um, that's probably what no one in New Zealand sounds like either. Probably um, not. Since you teach at an all-boys school, have you ever had an issue with a transgender boy entering the school? If so, how did the school deal with it? Uh, with it? And if not, how would you deal with it? So look, we've not had – I don't know that that's been an issue. I'm fairly certain – I never ask. Like, that's one of those things. Like, I don't ask certain things. Like, I don't, like, because I don't want to be presumptuous, right? So, like, I never, like, assume someone's gay or transgender or pregnant. Because there was that one time in the eighth grade where I thought that teacher was pregnant. And I said, hey, how's it going? I can't wait to see what your baby comes out looking like or something. And she was like, hey, I'm not pregnant. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into a corner for the rest of my life. So, because of that, <clears throat> I don't deal with that. However, um, if I asked, I'm certain I've had students that have been there. Uh, my school, from what I understand, is it is a non-issue. If you identify as a male, I believe you can get into our school, right? And that is because the guy who runs stuff is an awesome dude. And what we're trying to do is like, look, our school is a college. Maybe this is too much information. I don't really know. Our school is a college prep, all boys school, meaning that you come into our school knowing that we're gearing you up for college. Do we get all students that are all geared up, ready and excited for college? Nope. What we get are kids that need a safe space because West Philly is going to kick your ass if you go there and you can go to our school and be safe. And so that creates this place where we have to sort of navigate that. Being an all boys school, there is a, uh, like a rumor that we are, that there's a lot of like gay kids that go to our school, right? Cause all boys. So of course that makes everyone gay, but, um, in reality, it, what it ends up becoming is a safe space. And so there is a population of LGBTQ kids, uh, that, that go to my school. And, and so let me answer what my part is in that. I think, um, I was just making something about this the other day, but like I have students that come to my school and what those students need to know is that no matter what I, I think, like even if I, even if I wasn't kind of like uh, supportive of that, no matter what I think, my classroom is a safe space for everyone. So long as they don't try to like, and this is anyone, right? They don't try and push, no one tries to push their agenda upon anyone else, right? So like, even if that's what kind of sport you like, what kind of girls you're into or guys that you're into or what your politics are or your religion, like it is a safe space for everyone. We can have constructive conversations about anything, literally anything you want, but it, but what you can't do is like try and like put your, 
your opinion um, on someone else. That being said, um, I used to have this group of dudes that used to hang out in my room every day. And at the end of the day, they would have dance parties. And I remember like this one time a student came in and he had a wig that he bought and he wanted to show me the wig. So he takes out this wig and it's this long, like gray wig made him look like the mom from Adam's family. And he goes, so like not two seconds later, somebody starts playing music on their phone. And now it becomes like project runway in my classroom where this dude's like strutting all over the place and stuff. And like, flinging the wig around is really hilarious. And his friends were all getting down with it. But like another group of guys that were, I think on the cross team and football team walked in while this was happening and they were like, Reynolds, what's, what's going on in here? I said, I don't know. My homie got a new wig and he's like just showing it off to everyone. And we're kind of laughing about it. And he goes, do you get down with that? And my answer to him is, is the same. I'll say here is it doesn't matter what I get down with. What matters is that students have a safe space to explore and express themselves in, 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 a, in an area where I'm willing to just listen. Um, and so th that's, that's kind of my take on that um, for in, in a three-minute version of that. Uh, is this my next question? Yeah. Cool. So Mark Schultz is asking, I know that name. Mark, you emailed me or I remember your name from something. I can't, I hate when that happens. Anyway, why do I have anxiety about teaching with a new partner, six, seven, eight PE on the 19th year. And she's a second year. And I chose, and I chose her Mark, because it is difficult to work with other people. I have had like six or seven co-teachers over the last three years, four years, something like that. The guy that I worked with last year, Ed Fine, I want Ed Fines. There you go. There's funny. Like as if anyone, I don't know. I was freaking out about that. Was someone going to go look up Fines and like figure out where he lives? Uh, Fines is a great dude. It's still hard to work with someone though, because you are having to take someone else's opinion or ideas into consideration, especially if you've been teaching 19 years, you probably have that thing on lock. You probably have the way you do things, the way stuff goes and have someone showing up and like messing up your, your flow. It's difficult. So especially second year teachers yeah, especially are full of new ideas. Yeah. Or they have like <laughs> ideas that they're like, look, there's going to be no grades in class. And you're like, bro, you can't can't have no grades. Like the grades might not mean anything, but we got to tell kids there's grades. Like there's certain things that young people come in with that it's, it is, they're awesome, right? Like, like it's great for new young teachers to come in with great ideas, but when you have tried and true results and you know, it works for you, it's hard to implement. It's hard to teach old dog new tricks is I think what I'm trying to get at here. So, um, I would just, Look, I, I think one of the worst things people can do is speculate. I tell my wife this all the time. That I refuse to speculate about like, this might work out like this, or it might be bad, or it might be successful, or it might be a failure. I think just go with it and be excited. And what I even sometimes trick myself into thinking is that nervous energy is actually excited energy. So I gave a talk recently um, to a whole room of principals. And I was standing in the front and my hand was shaking like noticeably. And so I called my wife and I was like, dude, I was so freaking nervous going up there. I'm like my hand wouldn't stop shaking. And she goes, you weren't nervous. You were excited. And I was like, no, I think I was. And so now I just tell myself I'm freaking excited every time I'm nervous. So, which might be different if I was in a dangerous situation and they were like, are you scared? And I'd be like, no, I think I'm really excited. That <laughs> <laughs> might also get me out of the situation. I'm not really sure. Uh, Jackson Alley is saying, if you are... If you've already made a video like that, uh, if you've already made a video like this, do you have any favorite books for teachers or soon to be teachers? Um, I don't know that I have a 
video. Although I'm, I'm slowly learning that we are like getting close to 320 videos on our, on our channel. That is a lot of information. And there's a lot of kind of jewels hidden in videos with a lot of other kind of fluff or student stuff. And we're trying to figure out a way to like pick those things out and like make them into their own little videos. So some things people ask me about all the time is like, how do I run points, classwork points in my class? Cause I always talk about it, but I can't ever remember what the hell the video was in that I talked about it. And so now I just have this thing that I'm like, I don't remember where it is, but I talked about it at nauseum. Um, so yeah, so look, uh, books that I recommend new teachers. Um, one, I would look at, uh, if you go on my channel and look for teacher, I think it's teacher documentaries. Um, those are really great. And there's like even some movies about teaching that I think are really, really good. Uh, books, I go, I don't read a lot of teacher books. I would recommend um, the anything by Dr. Uh, or Father Gregory Boyle, which he's a Catholic. And even if you're not religious, what did I say? I don't All right. So anything by, by Father Gregory. Did I say Frederick? Yes. Frederick? Is that, it's in your name. That's our next kid. No. Um, Gregory Boyle is awesome. You do not have to be religious to, to get down with it. But the stories will literally be the thing that you read on days that suck, that fill you with hope. And anything by Rafe Esquith, that's my other kind of go-to book that I tell everybody about. Um, <clears throat> So a good person to ask on here would be my man, Mr. Matera, who also wrote a book called Explore Like a Pirate. And uh, I think if you shoot Matera like an email or if you even ask him on here, like maybe he could throw up some really good books because he really knows like some good stuff. Um, Matera, also, while you're on here, our live feed that we did last time, I never got to putting all the links and stuff, but you got a bunch of questions on that video. So if you want to go make some new connects, like it's a good place maybe to make some connects to do that with. Um, and if you haven't checked out Michael Matera's channel or his stuff, he's, he's a great guy. Look, like there, there is, I just want to say real quick. Oh, well here, if you're doing all that. All right. Um, I, oh, I totally will talk about that. There are people online that I've met that are just like, you see them in videos. You're not sure what they're really like, but they're just great people in general. Like Michael Matera is one of those guys that is just a really great dude in general up there with like pocket full primary, the letter classroom, like people that you see online that like when you meet them, you're like, you're actually like awesome. Like you're helpful, you're insightful, you are you're thoughtful to other people. And, and it's just really great to kind of meet that. So um, Matera also has a thing coming up August 1st through the 14th. Uh, it's a virtual PD, meaning on the computer, as if you needed me to explain that. Um, and it's free. You just sign up at the hivesummit.org. Mike, if you could put the uh, the link in there for that, that would be really awesome too. The hivesummit.org. And it's free. It's going to be me Me and Pocketful Primary are the only people I know off the top of my head. I forget the other names because they're people that are new to me. But I've looked everyone up and they have a lot of Twitter followers. So they're legit. Um, so yeah, hive hivesummit.org. And it's a free online PD. So, you know, go check that out if you're into that. Um, that was. This son is like so. Are you getting killer. blinded? Yes. And you're dropping change out of your pocket. Sorry. You're making it rain. Um, you made a rain change on people in a club. That would hurt. be like, hey, what? That would not be desirable. But it's like you want to be part of it too. You don't have dollars. It's got change. <laughs> but also, it looks like a. What if you made it rain Skittles? That'd be great. Taste yeah. of rainbow. And then, 
I think I like that idea. Okay. You're going to get ants if you do it, though. Um, this question is from Hot for Teaching, which you know why I like that name. Yes. Because it's like a Van Halen song. Love it. Um, do you have students that cry? If so, how do you handle it? Dude, not only do I have students that cry, but I will occasionally get a student that comes in freshman year that looks like they will cut you if you look at them wrong. Tattoos on their neck, tattoos on their hand at 14, right? This is like early, like, oh, like I get a lot of students with tattoos, but the neck and the hand, it's like, that's next level to me, right? Um, that I have pulled into the hallway and said something to them like, I'm really disappointed in what you in your behavior in class today. And I always say, I make a distinction. I really, you are perfect. You, who you are right now, are perfect. Your behavior sucks ass. And but I need you to know that right now. And I'm really disappointed in how you've been acting. And then all of a sudden, whoo, tears. Bro, you can't get a tattoo on your I would be crying if I had a tattoo on my neck. But it, it is just interesting to me that that is, is the case. I just ask why, right? I send students to the bathroom, tell them to go get themselves cleaned up. And then it's a great space to, to be able to, to, to connect with a student, right? It's almost like whenever, and, and maybe, maybe this is a little bit presumptuous if someone's crying in front of me, but I feel like if someone's crying in front of me, they feel safe enough to cry in front of me. Just like I think if somebody is, um, if someone tells me what's going on in their life, I always thank them because it's like, it's an honor to me that someone would share their story. If someone emails me, if a student talks to me, if a teacher asks to sit down with me and tell me what's going on in their life or with a student or, or whatever, um, that to me is such an honor to be able to participate in that conversation. So I tell students that all the time, like I really, let's just, so you know, like I'm honored that we could even talk about this and that you would choose me to have this conversation with. Um, and I let them know that it's okay. Like I cry all the time. I cry all the time. Yes. Um, to the point where like Brody kind of let, what movie did we just go see? Oh, toy story four <sighs> cried like 17 times, man. Stuff that wasn't. What am I? What am I doing? I don't even know what's happening right now. You're switching no, sides on me. I know. Like, this sun is, my whole world off right now. The sun is too much over there. Um, so that's that's how I handle that. She said that her username came from after her first date with her husband. He posted on his on his Facebook timeline that the song "Hot for Teacher" was running through his head. Uh, she said, "Plus, I'm passionate about my craft." Love it. It's fantastic. Got it made. Got it no, made. Got it made. Here you go. I'm hot for teacher. Dun, 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 dun. That's a great I have a question. You're not supposed to be singing. Sorry. Uh, Cassidy Bingham is asking, I started teaching last semester. I was 21. My school staff is 90% men. Um, and everyone is 10 years older than me. I haven't felt very welcome, but I adore the kids advice. So the irony there is that I am by far maybe 10 years older than everyone in my school, at least. So I, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Look, I, I think Cassidy teachers do this thing where, like, like I've noticed this more. I've not, actually, this happens everywhere. Where I don't want to talk about. There's I'm, my head's going a couple of different ways. <clears throat> I'm thinking one that sucks. People should bring you into the fold and help you to become the teacher that you always wanted to be. 
<clears throat> and you need to do that as a community of educators. Two, I know that sometimes it just takes time. Our school lost an enormous number of teachers this year. I think it's around 40% or something like that. We don't have a very big staff. So if you looked at the numbers and it was like, I don't know, eight or 10 teachers, like it's, it, that's still a lot. Um, but, you know, so I hasten sometimes when someone new comes in to just kind of get down with everyone. I try to, try to make my presence known and try to let them know that if they need anything, I can help them. But there's just not enough time in the day to kind of get around to everyone. Um, and, and, but, but if someone comes back a second or third year, I may, I kind of double and triple my efforts because they're, they're sticking around. Sometimes you just don't know who's going to stick around. Sometimes you just don't know what someone needs, or it's like this, this, it's awkward, or sometimes you get caught up in the year, not trying to make excuses for people, but I'm just saying there might be reasons that people have not sort of like invited you in. I think it might be important for you to reach out to those folks, right? And I don't know how you feel about that in terms of like being fair or equal or whatever, but like saying, hey, I would love to sit in on your class. Could I sit in one day during my my prep and just kind of check out what you're doing? And then from there, sit down with them afterwards and ask like, hey, I saw these kind of things happening, like, or I thought this was a really great idea. Can you tell me where you got it from, why you do it, whatever the situation is? And then- Maybe ask those folks like, hey, does anyone want to get a drink after school when they do? Does anyone want to get a cup of coffee? Because I realize I say drink all the time. Um, does anyone want to go out for dinner or like just grab like like appetizers after school or something like that? And what this here's the here's the beauty in this. Once you spend time out of the building with someone, something happens and it creates a bond, a link between you that now when you go back to school, there's something else. It's not just school, it's not just the kids. You have this funny thing that happened on the way to the restaurant or, oh my gosh, can you, can you, do you remember that waitress that we had that was so terrible or so funny or whatever it was? Once you start building those bonds, it starts slowly but surely sort of like creating this momentum where you start getting in with everyone else. And before you know it, it will happen. My first year teacher teaching, I feel like no one gave a shit about me. Like I sat in my room, there were people that I really liked. I even went and observed them, but like over time I was able to sort of like bring people in and maybe that's next year when there is a new teacher and you go, Hey man, can I like, let me offer my advice to you. If you ever need help using the copy machine, I'm your person to go to like put yourself in that position to be able to help the ones that are coming up next. Cause that will really help your situation out as well. Uh, drink some water. Drink some water. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I have my own water and my daddy O cup. What? I stuff my drinks. Beer. It's my white whiskers. It is. Sorry. I thought I had boogies and it really was <laughs> just my white whiskers. I already burped today. Come on, man. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, so Susie is asking, uh, speaking of Ted talks, who do you want? Who do you suggest to watch? I love Simon Sinek personally. Simon is amazing. He's one of those guys that like, I put off for a long time because like everybody was listening to him and I just felt like he was like, I don't know, it's not to do that. It's like, it's like music in high school. Like once everybody likes someone, you don't like him anymore. Uh, but I do like him. I suggest, who else do I have on TED Talks that I think are really good? Mac Primo has a really good TED Talk. Um, I'm going to have to think about this. Here's on, gosh. Anything by Seth Rogen. Anything by, what's his name? 
I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a list. I'm gonna make a playlist on YouTube tonight. So that's what I'm gonna tell you to do. So you can go on my YouTube channel later, and I will have if you go in under my playlist, I'll just have TED Talks, and then I'll put all the TED Talks in there that I like, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm sorry if I answered that question quick because oh, I didn't I, know an answer for it. So I, I like that you just that. gave yourself another thing to do when we already have plenty to do. Babe, thanks, thanks for that, Susie. Oh. Wants to know what TED Talks I like. <laughs> Are you saying that Susie shouldn't get the help oh. that she needs? No, I'm not saying that. Stop hating on Susie. <laughs> I'm trying to help her out. I'm not hating on Susie. I don't Susie. have to make the TED Talks. I just have to link them. That's it. It's super easy. <laughs> okay, okay. Just send them to your list. You can do it on the drive to Philly tonight to make the video. Okay. You drive, and I'll TED Talk it. Okay. All right. Susie, I got you. Don't you worry about it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Susie. <laughs> Do I have to do this now? Do I have to now say, hey, 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 it's hot for teaching. Um, and saying, uh, what do you do if your co-teacher corrects you in front of your students? Oh, my God. I Let me tell you about my the co-teachers that I've had. I have a very different kind of personality sometimes. Like, So I have students that, and I don't talk about this on YouTube all the time. I have kids that I tease relentlessly. And we go back and forth. And it is, I swear... If you saw us, it just looks like we're being mean to one another. But it is like I've just known them for so long, some of them, and been through so much stuff that it's like teasing them. So I can't believe it. I'm going to say this online. <laughs> New co-teacher comes in with me. is standing with me in the hallway in the first week of school, and it's Friday afternoon. And a kid comes up to me, and he says – and he, he's, he would do this annoying thing where he would stand like two like inches from my face and – to make him go away, I would just make fun of him. So I said, bro, man, your mom's probably at the liquor store now because it's Friday afternoon and you're about to be home in an hour for the weekend. And she looked at me like that was the most despicable thing I had ever said. I knew his mom. I know him. Yeah, I wouldn't even care if he told – I would tell his mom that I said that. That's the kind of relationship that we have. She – wanted nothing to do with me for the rest of the year. And it was really, really difficult. Um, so, I mean, that that's the extreme end of that. But yeah, I've had people say that. And look, I think your level of success in life in anything, I've said this before, is your ability to have uncomfortable conversations. I don't think you do that by saying, hey, this is what you did and it was wrong. I think you, you start that conversation by saying, um, this is what I, like, this happened earlier. And this is how it made me feel. Going forward, I would appreciate it if we could handle it like this. Um, or going forward, is there a different way we could handle it if you don't agree with what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, what's going on? And I, you know, I think that that kind of stuff just helps the situation out because it opens up a dialogue. It's not you jumping in and blaming someone. It's opening up a conversation about how you that made you feel because they might not think they did anything wrong. Like they might think it was totally fine or that, oh, I didn't mean it that way. And it's like, then you get to have that conversation, but that's, that's what I would do with that. And don't tell kids that you think their parents are drinking on Friday. That's, I can do that sometimes, but I don't recommend it for everyone. Uh, Summer Hayward is asking, I'd like to start a YouTube channel. Is this to contact us the other day? No. no. I'd like to start a YouTube channel. I've been this question a lot. Um, uh, how do you handle the conversation with your administration? What tips would you give a teacher who wants to be on YouTube? What are good economical, what's good economical cameras? So one, if you go under any of my videos that aren't a live feed, 
there are links to everything. There's an Amazon link and there's a link to all of my photo gear on Amazon. Now look, on the front end, I will get about three and a half cents if you buy that camera on Amazon. So I just want you to know it's like a branding thing. Um, but that that's, I, I use a Panasonic camera and, um, and, and all the other rest of the stuff is on there. I don't, so the, having the conversation with admin depends on what you're like trying to do. If you're shooting in your classroom, if you have students on film, there could be a conflict of interest. Until you have a thousand subscribers, you can't monetize your videos anymore anyway. So if you are doing that, you are putting them on the internet. Like um, I make sure that I have permission slips with all of my students. That permission slip is very simple. It looks like this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm trying to do with my business. I have this many subscribers and I make money off of this. And so people know that I do that. Um, and they even know why I make money. Like, I'm not even sure I would want to monetize YouTube if I didn't have to, but if I don't monetize my channel, then I don't, YouTube won't push your content. Uh, so you, you have to monetize it when you can. Um, and you know, as far as admin, it depends on what you're trying to do with it. I, I only want to uplift and empower educators. That's it. Uh, I have no interest in being one of these Instagram accounts or YouTube channels that like tries to tear down kids talking about like, here's the stupid stuff kids do every day. Or man, have you ever dealt with like this kind of parent? Like, unless it is me talking about, Hey, these are trials and tribulations I have in the job. These are parents I've had to deal with and like trying to figure that out. That's different, but I'm not in this to like sort of damn someone, put someone down, make fun of somebody. It's not my jam. So it's a harder thing to argue about. Against not having a YouTube channel. I think having a YouTube channel is great. I would tell your admin that, like, and this is how I would go about even using your YouTube channel is like, how can you spotlight students? How can you spotlight your school, other teachers, things that you guys are doing that are great? And then you're putting that content out. I think that that's really what it does. I think Richard Royster, who's probably on here right now, does a really he's great not. job. He's not, where yeah. the hell's Richard Royster at? He's on vacation. Oh, really? Royster's on vacation. Um, he does a great job of like putting students in the month on or like bringing other teachers on or, you know, the editor from the school newspaper. And he uses it to spotlight all these great things that are happening in his school. And that's a really wonderful way to sort of use YouTube um, because otherwise like it, it. So I think it all comes down to like, what are your intentions for YouTube? She got there. Give me a sing song. Uh, no. And now, stop. The end is near. I think that's a question. I didn't even read it, but it's got oh. a question mark. <laughs> I just want you to stop saying Seriously. Uh, Aaron Monk is asking, how about a restorative justice book? Better carrots than sticks. Ooh, I think someone told me about it. I think that's in my cart on on Amazon. Um, that's a great idea. Uh, restorative justice books. I also like, and I think, if I'm going restorative justice, I'm thinking of, man, here's a book. No, I dare someone to read this book. Uh, it'll be fantastic. There's a book called the Hawk and the Dove series that no one ever reads. I always recommend it. And it's because it's what it's about. It's about monks in the third. My wife is shaking her head right now. Monks that live in the 13th century in England and they are living together. And it is about being restorative about helping one another out. It is, it is oh, so wonderful. I can't even understate it uh, or underscore it enough. Like 
like if you read that book, I guarantee you, you will love it and you will thank me. Um, but the Hawk and Dove series. Um, our buddy, she has part two is down further. Of, of her? Yeah. Okay, cool. So my buddy, The Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, there's two parts to this. So it's, I'm going to have to scroll down in a second. Uh, hey, Jen and CJ, I left my last school, got a new job at a new school. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yo, that's a big change, right? Dang. Um, great salary, great environment. I found that, found that the, where was I? I lost my place. I found that the lead kinder teacher used to work at my school. My encounters going on. Hold on. Trying to get the rest of this with her in the past. were not good. How do you get off on the right foot with her? It's been four years. Maybe, uh, maybe she's better. Look, <clears throat> is it possible that she was difficult to get along with because you were both in that very difficult school? It was a difficult space and maybe being here has opened that up. And I would talk about, I would talk about you. I would say, Hey, I'm like, I don't know if you remember me or maybe she does. However, want to start that conversation off. I'm so glad to be here at a really hard time at that last school. And it literally was like changing my personality, changing who I am. And I'm so thankful to have a fresh start, to meet new people, to have a great time at the school. And then talk about what you're willing to bring and how you're willing, like how you want to be a part of the team and like how you're looking to connect and stuff. Nobody can, can diss you for that, right? Like no matter, like you might, you could have been a like raging pain in the ass in her eyes in another school, but if you come in ready to go, ready to support, ready to be excited about what's going on, it's like, and then leave it. You can only tell people what you're about to do and then you have to actually do it. I think someone the other day said, stop spewing and start doing, um, which sounds weird also. It sounds like you're throwing up, but you, uh, doesn't it? Going to spew, man. If you're going to spew, spew into this. Uh, so I think that that's how I would I would do that. Um, and then just you're going to just have to kind of like win her over. If I don't even want to say win her over because I'm not really into winning over people. Um, just do your job, and then she'll see that like things are are different, and maybe hopefully she's different as well at this job. So like so again, like what you're doing is you are sort of giving her the sonic boom of like, I'm so excited to be here. And when you do that, in my experience, it's hard for people to come back at you like for any sustained amount of time with like their, their Eeyore-ness. It's like, they, they can't, they can't help it. Like Tigger's too infectious for Eeyore to be like that all the time. What you got? Tracy Pinder's doing a good job on there. I appreciate it. And probably Unicorns Rock too. Yeah. I see there's some nonsense going on. Good work, yeah. ladies. They helped me out too. So if you ever get kicked out, you just know that it was Unicorns Rock or Tracy Pinter. So I don't know if I should have told everyone that, but I, it was funny to me. They can see it. Um, while you're looking that up, I'm going to tell everyone my favorite Facebook post of the week. Uh, a friend that's on here. Um, uh, no, I am going to say their name. They're always on here. Oh. Um, what am I thinking of, man? Best know. name on the internet, Shirley Martini. Shirley Martini's husband is ha, uses a wheelchair. Shirley Martini's husband got a wheelchair the other day that looks like a tank. It has do you see I it? Know, this picture. Amazing. It is the most amazing thing. She said it changed their lives because they like live on a farm. They like move to a farm now and stuff. Yeah. She said it like allows them to get everywhere. That's it awesome. looks awesome. 
Right. Like Marley was freaking out about it because she was like, come here, come here, Ryan, one of those. Right. I'm like, I don't even know where you get one of those things. Right. I know. But it looked amazing and just made me feel good. Um, Peter, Peter, I apologize. There's no way I'm going to be able to say your last name. But because um, I, I don't do well with vowels. So I think I'm a closeted dyslexic. Uh, that's a real thing. Peter uh, is asking, I'm about to start my first year, which is awesome. Unfortunately, at the end of student teaching, I saw my first year teachers who were, uh, I saw first year teachers who were not brought back. How can I make sure that I get brought back next year? Peter, I think, I think you go in the year, not trying to be perfect, not trying to be right every, about everything, but by trying to be a part of the team and trying to do the best that you can while being willing to learn from your failures. So what that looks like is how can you become a part of what's happening at the school already? Like what team club, thing like there's some white space there's something that they need you to be a part of how can you be a part of that number one number two i said this just to someone a couple minutes ago how can you go observe other people so you can better your craft and what that's going to show everyone in the school is that you are trying to get better and don't just do it just to show that you're trying to get better do it to actually try to get better and then don't be afraid to fail and try new stuff i think one of the worst things new teachers can do is one thing they know it all and two, like not try until they get tenure, right? Like they're like, oh, just go with the flow, fly under the radar to like get tenure. Then three years in a day in, then I'm going to like kick some serious ass. And I just think that that's wrong. I don't, I think those people aren't going to do that. So I think going in immediately and just trying to crush it is the best move that you can make. And that's with anything, right? Think about dating someone. You don't want to wait three years in a day till you friggin' tell them who you really are. Like you got to let them know on the front end that you're like really like bowling or the smell of burnt rubber or I don't know. Maybe that's a weird one to tell them on the first date. Don't do that. But like, you see what I'm saying? Like you want to be open and honest about who you are and just really try stuff. It's going to get that, that momentum going. And then you just become known as that teacher that tries crazy stuff sometimes. And that's it. That's, that's what I would do. What do you got, dude? Uh, Lynn, am I saying that right? Lynn Weston, I hope I'm saying your name right. I apologize. Uh, I am currently working at a child care center, plus a few of the lead teachers, plus, oh, a few of the lead teachers literally yell and antagonize their children. Oh my gosh. Um, have you ever dealt with teachers like this and it upsets me so much? Yes. So the teacher, I, I had a co-teacher once that this was our our sort of situation well i had a co-teacher that lasted a day she went on lunch and never came back then um i'm not sure what that says about me or my school or my students but that was the situation nonetheless um then they hired this other guy who would sit in the back of my class he would fall asleep he was a very big dude with sleep apnea so everybody knew when he was asleep he would fall asleep and snore in the back of the class then when he would wake up he would do things like kick kids legs or make fun of them or get on them about stuff or make fun of them. Like, and not make fun of them in a way that like, I always make fun of my students, but he would say like mean stuff or like really try to hurt their feelings. If it was his turn to like show up and like teach a lesson, he would just like make, like come down on the wrong kids for the wrong thing. And he had no sense of like, this is how you deal with children or Maybe I shouldn't yell at that kid. Maybe he's a talking to kid. Maybe this kid is a yelling at kid. Maybe this is a kid that I have to like coach him through what to do. Like put your pen on your desk, take out your journal, open it to the third page. Okay, this is what I want you to do next. 
No sense of that. Instead, it was just yelling at students. And to be honest, I just, I went to admin about it. Like I tried to talk to him about it any number of times and he didn't see that what he was doing was bad. So I asked someone to come in and, um, and just sort of watch the class and say, tell, like, I'm not putting, I'm not telling you to come in and spy on him. I want to see if what I'm seeing is right or wrong, or if you can give me some advice on how to deal with this because I'm stuck. And that's what happened. I had a couple of teachers come in on different occasions and they just watched. And then they gave me some feedback on how I was dealing with it, on how I might better deal with it, sat down with us. And we were able to work those things out. But again, it wasn't in a way that I wanted someone like spy on him or like catch him in the act. It was more like, I have zero idea how to deal with the situation and I need help. And that is how I responded to that situation. We got dude. I hear you over here laughing again. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of laughing. I'm doing work over here. I'm this, putting in work. I know, but this comment section is really funny sometimes. You're awesome. Uh, you have a great comment. We have, like, look, let me lay this out for you real quick. Our comment section in general is amazing. Like when other, when a lot of other people that I talk to that are like in social media, they're like, like, do you ever get hateful comments? I'm like every once in a while, but it's usually in the bathroom video. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I talk about squirting kids in the face with water pistols, but like, but those people clearly don't know who I am in, in real life, but it is, it's just, it's just people being nice all the time. Even in the friggin', you know, the little bit that I go into the Facebook group or like any other comments, they're just nice all the time. It's really nice be nice and have nice people anyway uh kayla cook is asking how do i know if i should be a teacher um kayla so i i don't so i have a couple videos on this right should i be a teacher like how i got started teaching and i have a very long video with um bridget from the letter classroom that i made a few years ago that we walked through all of this stuff i think it comes down to I, what I would do to find out for yourself is to go work with kids. And so what I did before I started teaching was my friend Tracy was working in North Philly at a school that my wife and I were part of like this Saturday school thing. The kids would show up, we'd take them on like a trip somewhere. They'd come back, they'd have a writing exercise about it. And I participated as part of this. I loved this so much that I knew that teaching or working with children had to be in my future. So I would see, is there someone you can tutor? Is there someone you can tutor for free if you don't want to charge people money for it? Is there an after-school program that you can be a part of? Is there like a class that you can take? Like, like start testing those waters, but I would test it with not just theoretical like classroom stuff, but like engaging with children on a level where like you're trying to communicate something to them, right? You're trying to educate them in some way, not just hang out with them um, or you are in charge in some way of a program or or something along those lines and see if that feels like it fits. And if it does, then you're onto something. And if you feel like, Nope, thought this was a good idea and children are terrible and they stink all the time and they throw up and they get snot on you and crap like that. Like I'm not doing it. Then, you know, the other way. So that's kind of how I would start out trying to figure that out. But I mean, if you're showing up on a live feed on YouTube on a Sunday night, asking if you should be a teacher, there's a pretty good chance that you should be a teacher. Allie Coyle is asking, I don't know why that took me so long to say. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone have a recommendation for a middle school science teacher to watch on YouTube? Middle school science teacher. I know the only person I know is like Bond with James. He's the only science yeah. teacher, period. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's another one. Oh, no, no, no. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Who's my guy from France? Oh, that one, one happy, uh, true happy teacher. One happy teacher. No, oh. who's Fernanda? He's That's a one true happy, happy a true happy teacher. Something about that. He's awesome. Um, He's science. I, I don't know. He's yeah, I think he teaches science. He's awesome. Uh, what the hell is his name? I forget. He isn't. I think he stopped watching us, which is fine. He's like balding and has like a like a salt and pepper beard. You'll see him if he's you just lovely. look on. He's a great dude. No, he started posting. Like he's been putting he's stuff out on YouTube. Yeah, I looked him up the him. other day because he showed up on something. Love it. I'm gonna I meet that dude. Know. I'm gonna go to France one day. Yeah. Uh, Me too. The name is Let's Procrastinate. No, will not. I will appreciate you for who you are, but I will not get down with procrastinating with you. Um, I have issues with students destroying my property. Oh, hon, I know. I don't even I know I'm calling you hon. What am I, an 80-year-old waitress? Uh, I have issues with students destroying my property. For example, I had a class set of calculators and all of them got taken or destroyed. How do you get kids to respect your stuff? I make kids sign things out um, and I remind them all the time, stop touching my crap. So like they know that like, I like kids to know that my room looks the way that looks because I put time into it for both of us. I want this special magical looking place for my students and for me. So when kids like manhandle my books or they break my pencil sharpener or they screw up my stuff, I let them, I like to stop them and I go, no, look, this is mine, but I need it to last because I made this for us. Like I made that standing debt, like I literally built that thing myself in my backyard in August when it was hot and sticky and sweaty outside. Well, it wasn't sweaty outside. I was sweaty outside. But I think reminding students of that sometimes helps. When you have students that come from a place where like, you know, teachers don't do that, that this is all bought for you by the school and who cares, it, it's it's easy to just sort of like throw away, right? But when you are dealing with someone's personal items, I think, I think that that's, that's the conversation that I would have. And then I would sign stuff out. Like I'd make kids like sign out like, all right, calculator number one, like just write your name real quick. Like who has that? Or like you go around and mark them. So now the students are responsible. Whenever students borrow stuff from me, I always have them write their name like on a book thing or whatever. You need this? Um, Or or whatever. And, And that's how I like keep track of like who's got what. And that helps minimize that kind of situation also. Last one because it's. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's not so fair. No. Uh, Anna, Green, Annalisa, you got to let me know if I'm saying your name right because I, I'm kind of excited that I might be saying it right. Um, what is one quality you think every teacher should have? I think, oh man, that's a really good question. I think a quality that will benefit all teachers is to have some level of sense of humor to be able to laugh at stuff. It's really easy to get pissed at the job, to get caught up in all the nonsense and just be mad forever. Um, but if you can just kind of laugh at the ridiculousness of stuff. So like when the copier breaks and you had a test that day, it's like, sometimes all you can do is kind of laugh at that stuff. I think the other thing is don't get sedentary. There's always room for growth and you can grow from learning things from all different people from first year teachers, from student teachers, from people online, from people in books. Like just because you're published doesn't mean that you're, you're the only answer. Like it, there's, t- I mean, look, there's all these folks on here now and I am a community college graduate and I went to a four year school named called Rowan University here in New Jersey. That unless you live in New Jersey, you probably never heard of that school in your life. So like that doesn't equal like whether I'm good or not. 
Uh, so I think just always being open to something new and trying something new and, and just in life, it's a good practice is to have both of those things. So that's my answer. What do you got? You got an issue? Taking, you're taking gasping breaths over there that are making me concerned. Yeah. Well, something I want to look at later. Um, can I talk about this? Real quick. Oh, um, yeah, I get what's up to you. Okay, so I am because well, okay. that was a really convincing answer that you just gave me. Well, uh, look, I'm going to get to these last questions, but before I'm done, I want to let everyone know that uh, I put out a video the other day talking about like the Facebook group and the live feed and the mentoring stuff and all that. Uh, one of the overwhelming answers that I saw of things that I could do is create a podcast. And so the way we're going to roll that out, we're going to do it because people want it. The way that we're going to do that at first is by taking all of the live feeds and we're going to roll them out on the iTunes so that all of that becomes content on iTunes that people can listen uh, to. At their on, Anchor. Anchor. on Anchor, which rolls over to iTunes, doesn't it? Yeah, but it? I don't have all that set up. Yet. All right, so it's going to be you on. It's going to be on Anchor. The, I do. Love to jump it on. So we have someone helping us. Um, this dude Jake is helping me out on this, and so Jake is taking all of the video content from YouTube and putting it into audio. And then they'll have like, and there's stuff we have to do first, like create like an intro and an outro and music and all this stuff. But okay. we're dialing all that in now. And so all of these will become um, audio podcasts that you can listen to. And then eventually we're going to get to a space where we start doing some sort of podcast, whether there's guests or other YouTubers, which would also be guests, but something else that I'm not sure what that's going to look like or, or be yet. Uh, but we're getting to that space. So just so you know that that's coming. Um, any final questions? Because I got to go West Philly and go film a video tonight. Oh, well, all right. I'm just scrolling through. But, you know, it takes well, me. You know, scroll away, baby. I'm going to drink some uh, water. Okay. In our house, I've said this before, we write all of our names. First of all, I'm using a plastic cup, and I'm not really sure why. But we write our names in uh, in magic marker on there, and permanent marker, and then it washes off, and everyone knows whose glass is whose. Got Radical. Um, Howard's art class is asking, it's a very professional looking uh, profile picture. Nice. Uh, hey Reynolds, it's going to be my second year at public school and I'm trying to involve more teachers and admin in the art department. How do you create buy-in to your department? Thanks. So look, I think if you're doing art and you're trying to create buy-in, which first of all is a really great job because I feel like art departments are like one of those things that's always like, ah, should we cut this? And if you become an integral part of the school, awesome. I have a couple ideas. One, this year we had something at our school that was called Portfolio Night. And in the past we've had like art nights where like, you you know, a lot of schools do this. You hang all of your art on in the hallways and there's kids that like um, maybe do like are part of the theater department or like that sit there and talk about like what they painted or drew or whatever portfolio night was a little bit different. It was things that kids have created all year in any class. So it could be a really great essay that is like mounted on the wall with like a little card next to it says like what they were trying to do and why this was exceptional. It could be um, a science experiment that someone learned or came in after school and did. And so they, they do it live. That could be the jazz ensemble. It could be the the drama department does monologues. It could be the English department. We have to do what's called uh, what are those Shakespeare? What are those things called? We do every year. Um, like monologues. Yeah, pieces of Shakespeare. 
Yeah. Two households, both like indignity and Verona, where we lay our scene. Uh, declarations? Declamations. No. So Ooh. kids will show up that do declamations. Kids will show up that have learned speeches in Latin for Latin class. Kids from the robotics team. I think organizing something like that as the art teacher can be really fun because a lot of times art teachers are already doing that, but it's like opening it up to other departments and making this a school-wide thing instead of just the art thing could be interesting. Not sure if you're doing that already. I think also trying to connect with other teachers on how they're doing stuff. So I have in the past worked with my art department when I need um, like graffiti artists or I want them to talk about a certain type of graffiti art before we do symbolism. And then I, I make those partnerships. So find here's what I would do. Find someone cool, maybe one or two or three people and say, hey, I'm trying to get out of just my class this year and partner with people. Is there any way we could do this this year? And then you take on that burden of like the planning, the logistics, whatever it is. Um, and then build it from there. Just start with like one, two or three people. It's like one lesson a year. That's it. And then maybe from year to year, you guys can build that. And then you really become like an integral part and you're getting out of just your class. Bottom line is I think that that's a really awesome idea. And I commend you for even doing that because a lot of teachers just want to stay in their classroom with their door closed and not communicate with anyone else in terms of like lesson partnership. Um, but I think that's an awesome idea. So good luck on that. Um, sweatpants studio. It's a kind of fantastic. So last question. Um, would you suggest student teachers to take PD early? Like, uh, before they get the job, does it make it look like you're more attractive or just more expensive to your potential school? Um, Oh, maybe that was supposed to be more experience here in particular. Cause I don't, I don't, think that works, but I don't know. Um, well, more expensive, you have more knowledge. I, I quickly agree. I think, I, I think PD is completely underrated. And I think it's underrated a lot of times because a lot of PD sucks. People that are paid to go to schools, I think they just like, I think at our school, a lot of things have fallen short or it's the wrong kind of PD for the kind of people that we have in the school, right? So I think any kind of professional development that you're getting involved in just helps you as a teacher. You're always learning, always growing, always doing stuff. I'd say that one way that I would do that is the Hive Summit, which is coming out uh, August 1st through the 14th, Michael Matera's Hive Summit. You can go to that. It's for free. I think, uh, and then finding online PDs also, which are like, you can go and find like different videos that you can watch. You can go to professional developments. And, and I think even when you start teaching, asking your department head immediately, like, what kind of conferences can I get to this year? Like, is that something that will pay for if I want to go to something? And there's tons, tons, tons of good stuff. Um, the one I'm probably looking forward to the most again this year is South by Southwest EDU, which is in Austin, Texas. And it is just awesome. There's so much good stuff that's going on there. So, or, or the ISTE conference was really wonderful too, but my school doesn't really have money for tech. So I really went there to speak and not so much to figure out what to buy. So yeah, anything that's going to make you better is going to make you more attractive. It's going to make you look like you're serious and you care about your job and you want to do better stuff. Um, look, that's it, gang. I got to go make this video. Two things real quick I want to tell you about. One is that tomorrow I have a really interesting video coming out because I have something like literally life-changing to me that is happening that I'm going to announce in a video, a proper video tomorrow on my channel. And two, I just want to thank you because there's way more people on here now. 
um, for all the well wishes that we got last week. I, I said this earlier, but it's worth saying again that my father-in-law passed away last Sunday morning. And so that's why we weren't on live. And like the sheer amount of emails and DMs that I got from people that my wife and I both got was like really heartwarming because we don't get to talk. I don't hear your voices. We read your words. And it's like, you know, you're in this thing virtually, but to have people actually reach out and like really care for you was really, really meaningful to both of us. Um, so thank you so much for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. And that's it. We'll be back next week and for the rest of the summer. And anything else? No. Thank Just, you. Thanks. Awkward ending. That's it, everybody. See you next week. Peace.